What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. And you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Is it me or is it hiding here? Oh. Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Sorry, y'all. I had a little bit of technical difficulties. Not technical difficulties. My son was calling. So y'all know I had to stop everything. Yeah, feel me? But we got my guest in the building. We gonna get her up here in just a minute. Let's rock out, though. motherfucker for real it's hot as fuck is it me or was it hot <laughs> hey 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 what up everybody it's your girl marquita aka miss hollywood and you're tuned into another episode of so hollywood the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes sir ski so hollywood the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and i bring them together with this thing called entertainment we got a special guest all of my guests are special when they come on the show it's like a it's very therapeutic it's very like in your face it's very like mm, girl what you talking about baby <laughs> it's all good i've had some of everybody on the show so um yeah, make sure y'all tap into that. Uh, if you want to catch the latest, not if we don't we don't speak that way. Check out the latest episode on So Hollywood the Podcast Instagram page or my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio. Like, share, and subscribe to my show. Shout out to Boy Bentley in the motherfucking building. Um, we gonna we gonna get him on the next episode, but we are gonna bring you up here in a minute. We are gonna bring you up here in a minute, Faith. I said Faith. Ooh, I'm calling you by your 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 management name. Amber is her name. But yes, um, as I was saying, artists, if you're looking for a location to perform, I have a segment in the show called Welcome to the Limelight. Um, it gives you an opportunity to perform one of your track of choice. Uh, it has to be good, of course. And it's also a, a, I also have Spotify playlist that you can get added to. So check that out. Go to Spotify and look up So Hollywood, the podcast. Welcome to the Limelight. I am also on all of your favorite streaming platforms. If I'm not on your favorite streaming platform, please let me know so I can, you know, contact or whomever I need to do or whatever. Not whomever. Not whomever I need to do now. No, that's not what we doing in, out here in these streets. We ain't we ain't open our legs for nobody. Do you understand me? It's all organic. You understand me? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have some announcements, but I'm going to wait to after our wonderful podcast and I'm going to bring her up here. I'm going to bring her up here shortly. Um, 
So what, what, what am I going to do? Duh. I'm back. It's been a while since I've seen you guys. And since you've seen me, a lot of things have been going on in my life, personal wise, behind the scenes. I've been trying to get everything in order for my podcast. Everything clear is, is, is clear now uh, as far as like sound. The visuals are right. I'm over here on Facebook, but you can also come over here on Instagram. You won't see the actual person. Um, that I'm interviewing on Facebook. However, if you come over, come over to the light. Don't go into the light, Carolyn. Uh, come, <laughs> come over here and um, check out So Hollywood Podcast Instagram page. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good shit. Because I'm trying to monetize, monetize, monetize. Okay, so I know y'all, y'all sick of me, sick of me already. But let me bring my guest up. Um, she is the creator of Hypnotize Magazine. She is an author. Um. She is the CEO of Faith Management. She is a manager under a Boyd Bentley Enterprises uh, slash Universal. She is Milwaukee bred. Uh, We're going to talk about that Milwaukee. You understand me? And she is a black female entrepreneur. Let me say that again. A black female entrepreneur. Self-care. Must you do it so early in the morning? We have to normalize black women doing whatever they want whenever they want. So yes, I must. I respect that. Hello, you understand me with the sound bites. <laughs> Fuck with me. But anyways, yes. Uh without further ado, I am going to bring my special guest up here. She is Amber Joy. Joy and pain and sunshine <laughs> and rain yes amber are you there there you go hey what it do? <laughs> <laughs> do baby <laughs> how you doing today how you doing today girl i'm feeling good you know what i'm saying ain't nothing you ain't had that better. one Oh, yeah, you already know I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I appreciate you for stopping through So Hollywood, the podcast. Um, so, yes, let's get into it. Uh, okay. This interview, I like to start my interviews always with this. Um, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Um, well, I got discovered by my homeboy. I thought he was going to be in here, but shout out to Cino Luxury. Y'all need to check him out. He's a dope rapper. And then he brought me to Boy Bentley. I actually met Cino on Tag. So Tag do have some credible people on here. Don't doubt Tag, okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you got, okay, so what is your earliest I want to go back to like we're gonna start from when you were like you fresh out of your mama womb, and then okay. um we're gonna work our way up to how you got to um Boy Bentley and your own um management team. So I guess I would say like what is your earliest memory of having entertainment in your life? For me, it was just like my mama cleaning up with the playlist, the old school playlist. You know when that music come on in a black household, you you know you better sit your ass down and or help around the house. So that's what I'm talking about like your first encounter with entertainment. Just talk a little bit about that. So I used to sing. I was a, a church kid. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> My granddad was a pastor. He was a gangster first, and then he was a pastor girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. So I was brought up in a very Baptist religious home, and I just started singing. Like I used to 
before I could walk, I was I had a mic in my hand and I used to sing. So people don't know that about me. And I write. I'll always be writing and stuff like that. And, Let me uh, find out I, you a ghostwriter too. Let me look. You got so many accolades that I couldn't even goddamn write these bitches down. You understand me? <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you need to, hey, add that to your belt too. Since you A and R, you might write some. You get double, you know, double income. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you never know. Uh, the sky's the limit for us both queen you know i salute you too you're doing your thing you i know? appreciate it i appreciate <laughs> it and all of this took place in milwaukee correct mm -hmm. and that's where I'm you're originally from yeah i know that's right i know that's right so talk a little bit about um like the entertainment scene or the the genre of music and stuff that you kind of grew up around in milwaukee because um I, I don't even know how many people are who who is actually from Milwaukee that's an artist besides Ray Nitty. Um, wow, I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, um, Eric Benet, who is a Grammy Award winner, nominated. Um, we got a lot of them, girl. Um, shoot, yeah, Eric Benet is from where he actually lived around the corner from my auntie. I used to play with his daughter, so you know what I'm saying. Uh, wow, I know you got more. I know you got some more. <laughs> I put you on the spot yeah. a little bit. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. To to revert back to the question, like, um, how was the entertainment scene in the world around you uh growing up in Milwaukee? Um, it was good. Like, I feel like uh, Milwaukee got a lot of talent, but it's undiscovered. Um, you know, I feel like Milwaukee, we just now starting to really get on a map. Like people used to laugh at me when I used to go places and be like, what's in Milwaukee? Beer and cheese, like a cheese head. And I'm like, hold on, y'all talking about my city. I'm sensitive, you know, but I had to let them know, you know, we got some real hot talent there. Like, that's why I'm doing what I do today, because I want to put my city on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. And yeah, you're currently in, in Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. Outside of that. Outside of Dallas. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So um, what were, during that time you were growing up, I know you said you were, you know, going to church and singing in the choir and stuff like that. What were your influences while you were doing that? In the choir? Mm -hmm. In the church? In the church and, like, just throughout, throughout your entertainment journey in Milwaukee. And then we're going to move on to wherever you had moved to after you got out of Milwaukee and why you got out of Milwaukee. But go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the first question, which was uh, the choir. So, like I said, I used to go to, uh, I don't know if you know, your Baptist, you, your parents made you go Wednesday Bible study, uh, Saturday's practice, usher board. I was all that. I was the church kid. But I used to always make jokes and get on the mic. And, but I could sing, though. So, like, I used to rap and take the mic and make a rap song out of church, get it, you know, out of church song and get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, melody. <laughs> From him, I was one of them. Like I was just, you know, <laughs> I was one of them. You know, right. uh, my granddad used to be like, "You gonna get it." But then the choir, uh, uh, the lady, the choir, her name was Wanda Griffin. She used to always give me the mic and said, "No, that girl is she gonna be something real big? Like let her be creative." And so um, that's how I got started. Basically, you know, just uh, somebody believing in me and look where am I now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So once you got out, I don't want to say out of it because I'm pretty sure you still do a lot of uh singing and, and and writing so and so forth like what what did you do after um 
after you found your voice and was able to be like, okay, now that I know I have this, this ultimate talent, what am I going to do with it besides singing in the church? Well, a lot of my homies in Milwaukee, they rap. So, you know, they had studios and I used to just go there and sit there. You know, that was back in the days when I was 15, I was rebellious. And so uh, I would, after basketball practice, I would roll over to the studio. You know, my homies was like 19, 18. I was like 15 and they took me under my wing and they were like, you could sing, like get on the track, hop on, get get in the studio or, you know, then I auditioned for, um, not audition, but I did have an audition for American Idol. I didn't make it. Uh, yeah, I did. That's the, that's the, yeah (laughs) so did you did you do anything thereafter or did you pursue your career as an artist or did that was that kind of like short-lived if that makes sense no I uh so what happened was after in the midst of the American Idol stuff I got discovered by American Idol because I went to a mall of America in Minnesota Mm -hmm. which is not Milwaukee so we used to drive there because we used to have church revivals so one day they had like an audition in the mall and I saw all these people now I'm like man I'm gonna get in front of all these people I'm gonna do these so I got up there and I sung hallelujah salvation and honor glory and honor to the Lord our God so I got up there and sung that and they was like we want her you know, they asked me my nationality because they thought I was Arab because of my skin color. I'm chocolate, but they was like, you got red undertones. Like, so they started calling me little Arab. So I, I use that as <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of dope. Little Tally Bear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she can sag a little bit, you know? Little Tally Man. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. When you get it, you got to get it. You understand me? By any yeah. means necessary. So you say you didn't make it. And so did that kind of deter you from, you know, becoming an artist or just was it just like, okay, well, it might not be my time yet. Well, I got in front of the judges. My grandma was real religious. And she was like, I don't want you going, you know, on tour. They talking about they going to take you and you too young. So it was kind of like their decision. And then it was money then too. You know, my, my parents, you know, I come from the trenches. I'm from Milwaukee. You know, they started from the bottom. So I seen business people start from the bottom until I seen them count millions, you know. So I seen both sides of the fence. Wow. And so that's where I get my business sense from. You feel me? So right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So your parents played a major role in who you are today, of course. But as far as like entertainment wise, your parents kind of were like, you know, did were they rooting for you or were they just like, Okay, no, you you can't do music right now? My grandparents wanted me to become a nurse because my grandma never got to use her nursing license. My granddaddy didn't play that. Once he started having money, he didn't play that. He was a Mississippi man. He wanted his wife to be at home cooking and cleaning and just handling the bills. He didn't like that. So that's what my grandma wanted me to do. I did go to school eventually for that. But, you know, you feel me? Like, yeah. It, was, it just wasn't. <laughs> it's something to fall back on at the end of the day. It definitely yeah. is. If 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 this thing called entertainment doesn't work, it will because we don't we don't speak that. We don't speak yeah. that language if and and we speak when and it's going to like manifest. That's what we speak on this podcast. You understand me? That's real. That's real. <laughs> so you said at the age of like fifteen or sixteen, that's when that kind of um maneuvered into your life. So when did you move from Milwaukee? to texas and what was that transition like in entertainment form so check this out right 
So all the singing and stuff stopped for a minute, and I went into modeling. Oh, shit. I was a model, too. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I was a plus-size model for Tori and Ashby Stewart, and, you know, they would let me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So people don't know that about me. I did model uh, for those two stores for a while, for a couple years. Uh, it brought out my shyness because I used to be really shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an only child, and, you know, I went through some traumatic stuff as a child. So that is the reason why I uh, was shy. And the modeling helped me. It was this group called BB, beautiful Black, what is it called? Beautiful Black BBWs. Like, that's their group. And it was like a sorority. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, shots off them. They my BBB sisters for life. They brought out something in me that I thought I never could do. I just stepped on the stage, and once my heels clicked the pavement of that runway, I was off. I took off like Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. I took off, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a different ball game. Like once you step on that the the fashion show scene, or even on the runway, it's just like nobody else matters but you. All the spotlight is on you. And that's the main thing. Well, not the main thing, but that was one of the main things that kind of brought me into it because I was a tomboy. I'm the youngest of four brothers and the only girl. So when I went to college is when everything for me started to, like, prevail itself. Like, entertainment became, like, the forefront of my life. But I've been doing things prior to that, but... That's mm-hmm. neither here or there. We can talk about that. The interview is about you, not me. <laughs> okay, I'm loving this. I'm learning too, you know. We have a talk. Remember I told you ain't nothing off the table. You can ask me anything. I'm an open book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So did the modeling, how long did you model and what age did you kind of stop? So I started modeling in my early 20s. I'm 39 right now, but I didn't, I stopped modeling like from like, I started at like age. Cause see the industry, like no matter if you modeling, singing or whatever, it goes fast. Mm-hmm. So it's like, get in there. It's like, you turn around. It's like, you didn't miss the whole decade. Like you got to really stay in it. Or if you don't, it could get, it, it's gone like that too. It come fast and it's gone like that. So I had a career in modeling, but once I had my second son and got married, that all that stopped. So I'm going to say about age 26 to like 31, I modeled. And then I stopped. So that was kind of recent in a sense. Yeah, it is. Wow, that's amazing. So do you miss it? Do you want to go back? Is that something that you're going to revisit? Or, you know, is that just a, a, a portion of your life that was just an experience? For sure. You know, I'm always practicing and cooking up something in the lab. I got something special for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Pass the torch. Me and my homeboy, his name is uh, Sounds Out to Mike Sims Collection. There's some celebrity designers. Y'all need to check them out from ATL. They design for Neo and OMB Peasy, uh, a lot of other artists. We doing a fashion show called Pass the Torch where we passing the torch from our younger generation to the oldest. So y'all check that out in November. We doing our thing. You know, yeah, I'm gonna post about it too. I might, I might even be uh, not a might. I'm gonna be in the building. You know, you gonna be in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about your motivation throughout it all because I know, like you said, you started off in the church and then you kind of maneuvered to being a um, a model for some years and then now you're into the management side. Now, talk a little bit about the motivation behind it and why you started to create these entities around you. So I never knew I had management in me. Uh, I got a best friend. His name is uh, Colin Mack. He rap. 
And so I just always used to support him and stuff like that. Like, we just been best friends for, like, 20 years. And um, he's from Milwaukee, too. So go check him out. He's a Milwaukee independent. He got his own label. But um, basically, uh, I used to just hear things from him and learn, like, the business side of things from him. And then um, after that, it just took off from there. Like, I had met somebody on another platform. Uh, I ain't going to mention an artist's name, but, you know what I'm saying? I used to him and uh you know he believed in me he begged me to be his manager and like i said i got put in front of bentley in front of Cino. so shout out to Cino luxury once again he brought me to bentley and then i didn't even want to do the industry stuff anymore after my artist kind of we had a little you know what's happened whatever and bentley was like no nah, i see something in you and he just kept working with me and peeling out these ideas with me like him not in magazine it was like both pre it was like we birthed it and it just here it is you know i could be crying and be like oh let's make a carnival like i just, i'm just one of them you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I'm very motivated um i use my negative fuel as my creativity and i birth stuff and just create it like that's just what i do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what came first did faith management come first or meeting uh boy bentley Boy Bentley came first and he birthed that, that boy Bentley birthed me. He mentored, I'm his little protege. Like he, him and my mentor in here, shouts out to Crystal. I'm sorry she ain't here. Uh, they both helped me with the, like if I come up with an idea, they helped me perfect it. Okay. So it's like I ping pong off of them. They ping pong off my energy. So it's important you guys as black people to have good mentors and a good team. I have a really good support system behind me that helps me pull out my ideas. You know what I mean? Mm. Talk a little bit about yeah. that. Cause not a lot of people <laughs> have that support that they've been looking for. Cause you know, people are like, Oh, my friends don't support me. My husband don't support me. Da, da, da. You know, those people don't support me. So talk a little bit about, um, like where your support comes from and where your drive comes from and how you continue to wake up every day and love what you do. So first off, my motivation and stuff come from God. Cause without him, I'm nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, my mentors, Crystal, um, Boy Bentley, um, Sino even, and I have another mentor. She's probably not watching. Her name is Fast. She worked with Rick Ross and stuff. She is manager or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I just have, like, a whole team, two women, two men that I converse with daily, if not African-American, daily. correct? African-American, yes. Hello. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's where it's at. And I'm not biased. I love all people, all cultures twisted but it's just i feel like we need to support each other more as kings and queens so that's why i support them more you feel what i'm saying so it's like a it's like a boomerang we giving each other love we feeding each other love we feeding off each other creativity if you keep pouring out good into people it comes back to you the universe it rewards you you know what i'm saying it's like good school you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely excuse me so yeah, keep keep going. Talk a little bit more about your support. Um, was your support? Do you do you feel that you had support growing up, or did you do you feel like you have more support as an adult? I feel like I have more support um, as an adult, mm. and why I say that because my mother was a psychologist. She was really into her work. And, you know, um, I'm going to say this and I'm going to just keep it all the way 100 because we on that subject. My mother was always busy. So that led me to get into trouble. And because I was watched by somebody in my family that couldn't be trusted, I kind of like rebelled and I was in the streets for a little 
a minute. You know what I mean? But then as I grew to a certain age, people started seeing my talents and things of that nature. And they started like, you don't need to be out here. You don't need, like, not, I wasn't promiscuous, but I was like, a, I was a tomboy. I was selling drugs and I was getting into things like that, stealing stolies and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, people was in the hood would say, no, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? They would, it was like, I was looking for trouble because I wasn't getting what I was getting at home and I was the only child. So it was like, there it yeah. was. Yeah. God held me and he He kept me and had those good people in my life. You know, back in the day, it's not like it used to. You know how it was. Like, the homies coming up, they really looked out for us. Nowadays, they trying to harm us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know? Mm-hmm. They knew your first name, your last name, your birthday, where your mama stayed, where your daddy stayed, where your brother, sister, where your school at. They would know all of that. Like, n- nowadays, <clears throat> we don't even know who lives next to us. It could be like, uh, uh, I don't want to say that a pedophile, but, you know, it could be those type of people around you and you wouldn't even know who it was because people are not aware of their surroundings. And that's another thing that's kind of like, that's crazy to me. Uh, just yeah. being aware of your surroundings and knowing your value and knowing your worth. Can you talk a little bit about when you found out how your value or what your value was and how it could resonate with this thing called entertainment. I'm going to say, first start off with my daddy, not having him being there. I can count on one hand and not many fingers how many times I've seen him. He was my first heartbreak. So when I found that out that he wasn't going to never change, and it's, this happens in the Black community a lot, dysfunction makes you have mental disorders to where it, makes you think you're not worthy and so as a young girl I have to say to myself listen Amber he's gonna do what he's gonna do you know because he was brought up in dysfunction he didn't know how to be a dad so I had to say to myself stop trying to force a relationship with a man that ain't possibly gonna do that you know I had to learn to love myself at a young age you know like stop trying to get his attention it ain't gonna work and when he would come around I accepted when he didn't I just didn't no more and so I had to learn to take that fuel fire and create something and that's when my music came my poetry and also we'll get to it later if we have time my book yeah yes we will definitely get to all of that yeah. <laughs> well that's amazing that is that's like did you have any of these ideas growing up or was it everything is kind of like fresh and like oh you know um, everything is kind of like new, if that makes sense. No, at a young age, like I said, when my daddy broke my heart, I had made my first rap for the school. Uh, it was like a school talent show. Mm-hmm. I just made a rap off the dome. Like I can remember some of the stuff I was like, my dad was never here. Like the rap was just we telling like how I was a daddy's girl, but I didn't have daddy around, mm-hmm. and how I wanted, needed for him to be there. I didn't have a daddy to take me to daddy daughter dances, and you know basically that was the gist of the rap and my grandma then was crying in the crowd because they never knew I could write you know and they never knew I had that in me and you know I had a couple cuss words a couple cuss bombs you know they was pretty proud of me you know (laughs) did they know did they know that was going on um with you during that time or was that something also that was that was new to them how you felt um I mean, I voiced my opinion because my mother used to let me voice my opinion. She was kind of like my best friend and my mom. So she would like 
let me voice my opinion and say, you know, I was always mature because I was the only child. So I kind of raised myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like five years old going from kindergarten with my key coming in the door, you know, putting stuff in the microwave. You feel me? So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I That's always just. Young. That's mm-hmm. young. That's a lot. Ultimately, it's a lot of responsibility to raise yourself at the end of the day. Like if you're a young child, you're, you're just learning around you. I, w- I couldn't only imagine that. That's just, mm-hmm. but you're here, you're, you're um, pushing through and you're still making it and you, you're doing what you need to do pretty much. So yeah. let's get into, I know we talked a little bit about your background as far as like um, how you mm-hmm. grew up, where you grew up. When did Texas become um, home for you? And was that also the time period or time frame that you met up with <clears throat> your your mentor so yeah so i'm gonna say like this when i first left milwaukee i left and went to memphis because um this in my book my ex-husband shot at my cousin so we had to go because i'm like he a crib my cousin you know it was like a lot of <laughs> right <laughs> like, right my- she gonna kill me if she ain't here watching, but it was like a lot of family stuff, like you know, it's in my book. But it, it happened; it was part of my life. I ain't gonna lie about it, you know. And both of them, they, 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 we all was a blended family. We was all getting used to each other. Nobody was right or wrong, you know. That's mm-hmm. my cousin. I love him dearly. He my first cousin, my best cousin. He had Aries like me, and now it's my husband. So you know, we ended up leaving. You know what I'm saying? Not due to just that situation, but a lot. You know, uh, I had a lot on my plate. I was ready for a change. Um, I feel like Milwaukee is my roots. It, it was, it, it's what made me, but also I need to change. If I would have never left, I feel like I would have been st- stuck. Like everybody else in my city, I feel like it's stuck. They're afraid to move out of their comfortability. Mm-hmm. And to be great, I feel like I had to, for me, move out of my comfortability. Like it wasn't nothing that I, I just couldn't stay there. I was scared. No, I always go back, but it's just like I had to move for me, for my mind frame. Because every day I felt like a dark cloud. I felt like, you know, I couldn't be creative. I felt like I just, I just needed change in my life to be able to be where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? And so then after my mom died, I moved here in 2019. I came to Texas, um, getting to that question. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, um, actually. And I want to say I was the first black owned transportation company there. Yep. Okay. Talk about it. Talk a little bit about that. How did you even establish that? Well, uh, I just did my research. I was like, what can I do here to get money? I'm always strategizing and thinking of how I can master any city that I'm in. Cause I like to move in little cities and like use my brain to help the city, but also help me get some money. So to speak. Yeah, like you know what, what do they need here right now? Like that could, <laughs> that I could do for them. I was just thinking about that literally <laughs> like when I went to Indianola, Mississippi, I was just like, this is crazy. What can we do? They need so much out here. What can we do? So I definitely understand that portion of it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. you're okay. Right. This is good. I like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm learning too. You feel me? So yes. Um, but uh, so I nobody ever passed the codes or nothing for it. So I did my research X, Y, and Z. Like I really took the paperwork. I read it. I called the lady. It was a black lady down there. Her name Ashley. Shouts out to Ashley. Like that was my girl. I called her every day. I was crying through blood. Like, hey, is they gonna prove this? The first time I slid my paperwork, he was like, no, nah, she forgot one thing. I went back and corrected that. He said she's approved. The mayor called me. I went to the chamberlain office. I did all that in a week's time. I was only in, in there a week and I made that happen. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna be the first. 
I'm gonna be wow. the first black, and I was. I got a medallion and all that. So. <laughs> shout out to you being the first black woman hello you understand me (laughs) and speaking of being the first black woman like how do you feel like like where do you where do you think you stand or how do you feel about women in the industry in general being that it's kind of like a lot of men so to speak and Mm -hmm. like how do you feel about breaking into this industry and being an African-American woman? First of all, I keep it face-to-neck ratio when dealing with men. Why? Because the industry is very sexualized. And no offense to the women who use what they got to get it. I'm just not. Uh, I like to use my intellect. I feel like that's more sexier. Um, I also feel like as a Black woman, we need to showcase normalizing using our brains and using our creativities more and embracing that because it's so much more to you than, you know, cursing or sexualizing yourself or just even being sexual or anything of that nature. So I just feel like uh, we as women need to use our voice that God gave us. You know, Martin Luther King said freedom of speech. So why not use it? Use your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so you definitely did that and you got the attention of uh, Boy Bentley. So talk a little bit about um, that aspect of your life and then also moving forward with creating faith management and everything else that falls under faith management. OK, so Boy Bentley, when I first got with him, girl, it was rough. It was rough. It did not fall for me. He kept it all the way real. He is Scorpio. Okay. Oh, I, I was about to go burn, 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 burn myself. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, that's my birthday. Ooh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy is like, he like, he like the Charlie's angel. You won't see him until he's ready for you to see him. Like he's very organized. He's very, he's a perfectionist, but I admire that in him because I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for him, like him taking me under his wing and just really like, uh, he just took me under his wing and he just like made me like, he pushed me out there. He was like, okay, listen, I see something in you, but you don't have to, he, he just put me in line. Like, I just like the way he works. He's a very, he's like, he's like a genius. And we kind of even think the same. Sometimes we think, sometimes we say things in a, it's like we're in sync. It's like God put soulmates in your life on a work, and he's one of them. Like, I feel like Bentley is supposed to be in my path. Like, I feel like God made him just for me. Like, so to speak, I feel like he really embraces me. He makes me feel like family. Like, even the artists that we work with, Ryan and, and Naj and all them, like, they all make me feel like a family. We all support each other. It's just so real. They give me the best advice as men. And they don't even, they're not creeps, you know, because some mm. of the industry, I'm going to be real, they out here. But Dang. with my they don't do that. You know what I'm saying? They they treat me like I'm family, like sister something, you know? <laughs> mm, that's amazing. It's hard to find. It's hard to find niggas like that. And I ain't even going to say yeah. niggas, but it's, it's hard to find men, <laughs> men like that. Because most of them are boys and they're still growing. Yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to grow th- through that with you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of a, <laughs> a little bit older. So we're just going to keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you be so after um you met with um Boy Bentley, you created faith management. Is that correct? Or did it or was it um what was it, Hypnotize magazine? 
So, no, I'm going to tell you how both of them things happen. You're going to laugh. So, right, my artist that I really, so me and this artist that I was dealing with, he used to call me his faith. At first, because he had an accent, I thought he was calling me F-A-T-E, but he was calling me faith like Faith Evans. Come on, Sam. No faith, nigga. I ain't your, like, you know, like, but, <laughs> girl. <laughs> You was we was meant to be together. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like niggas, listen here. We not none of that. We working. Give me the bag, okay? <laughs> I know that's right. Get to the money. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That's that's funny though, right? But, but when, when I heard him say, "Girl," he was like, "Faith, no faith." I was like, "Okay." I see when he told me why he called me that, it warmed my little heart. I was like, I'm gonna let him have that. <laughs> so we birthed Faith Managed Me because I was he was my first artist out of Florida. And and Boy Bentley was like, Why don't you start your own management? Faith, I see this because a lot of rappers and stuff was coming to me. And like I start, it was like God, let me tell you something. It was like me and my artists that I had, I hadn't had no, I start, I booked him from one show. After that, people start seeing how I was moving on IG. They start hitting me up. Like, I'm talking about, I got invited to Rick Ross party, pool party. I got invited to Like, it, I start getting so many invitations to things. People really want to mess with me because they seen how I was moving this particular person. They was like, even the Universal Records, they was like, we ain't never seen nobody in 20 years move how you move. And you ain't been in the industry, not on this side that long. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, Feel me? <laughs> so how many how many people do you manage at the moment? I manage three. Three right now. How mm -hmm. is that? Like, please <laughs> tell me. Are they all and men? Is it a couple women? other things I do with two other people? They want to manage too, but I'm keeping it at three right now because I got a lot of stuff going. But yeah, mm. yeah. Wow! Shout out. To you. <laughs> Dude, I can't even manage my day. God damn it! Like. <laughs> Trying yeah. to manage three three artists? Woo! Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that position. Like what is what does managing an artist entail? Because not a lot of people that um are in the industry or are trying to break into the industry know what managers do. Cause some some people think that they just pay for them to go on trips or pay for you know, they think mm -hmm. certain things of that nature. But talk a little bit about what you've done and what you've brought to the table table as faith management. <clears throat> Listen, because I'm so kind-hearted and it's like I got my grandma heart and I hate that. But it's like when I see talent in a person or like when I believe in a person, because it only takes one person to believe, I can make something out of like straw. I can make a straw that spin. I can make a straw that you can bend, that can float. I can make it turn different colors and put an LED light in it. Don't y'all steal my idea? Yes, so yeah. I can make a straw like that, right? Mm -hmm. And it take one person. I could take it on Shark Tank or anywhere. And they'll be like, it take one person to be like, I believe in you. And so that's what I'm creating, especially with our young males. That's why right now I love to work with men because I feel like our kings need that push. I feel like the roles have been switched in the world. And I feel like they be needing that extra pull, that extra push. Even if I'm not their woman, I'm not trying to be your woman or nothing, but just somebody that say, hey, 
I got you. Like, we gonna do this. I believe in you. Come on, bro. Let's get it going. Like, what do you want to do? I can help you. I can help you create a dream and make it come to life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I do. I want to create a dream that you've been thinking of and not make it a fantasy. We gonna make it a reality. So that's what we do at Faith Management. Without God, you have nothing. Without faith, that's the perfect tagline right there. You understand me? <laughs> you heard it here first on So Hollywood Podcast. <laughs> so is that all you do is management or is there other things? Well, I know you have other entities, but is do you do um, like booking agent or does that entail? Is, does booking also included in the managerial position? Oh, yeah. You got to call the clubs. You got to call and manage the money and see how much they going to pay the, the uh, artist. You got to sometimes you got to be the artist therapist like me. Sometimes I think I go above and beyond, um, you know, management sometimes, especially if it's like a friend, because my artist that I'm no longer managing anymore. I felt like me and him were friends before I became his manager. And that's how I got here, kind of, because he made me his manager. And so he believed in me so much. He was like, uh-uh, you a manager. Like, because I, I was just doing stuff, creating weed lines, creating, you know, a marijuana uh, line for him. I had, you know, research and do merch line. Like, I'm just so, like, into just creating. I could look at you and create a brand. I think I told you I looked mm -hmm. at you and I, you know, whatever I told you. But I just do that. God gave me that, uh, that. I'm just a visionary type of person, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. A lot of people call me Lady Kanye West because I really am up all times of night thinking and strategizing. That's just me, you know? Facts. <laughs> Facts. See, now me, on the other hand, I have the ideas, but I don't have the, um, I guess, the, what is it called? The, the next step to it. Like, I don't know how to do it all. I could put you a whole vision together, but I don't know how to... Um, implement the steps to get to where I need to get to if that makes sense so that's my biggest problem that I had I'm, I'm a master I mean I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades but a master at none so to speak so when it comes to ideas I write them down but it, nothing really happens about it so we will have to talk about that because I, I want to pick your brain on a lot of things because I'm I'm me too I'm I'm like if I see something I'm automatically thinking about well, how is this going to sell? Or how can you do this to make it different? Or like, you know, those type of things. So we definitely um, mesh well when it comes to that. And, and I really appreciate that about you. <clears throat> Thank you. Excuse me. No problem. No problem. So let's get into um, your your magazine. Which, mm -hmm. ca which came next? Did the magazine come next or the book? My books was my first love. I didn't want to be in the industry at all. Okay. When that last person I was working with my artist my last artist uh my first and only artist he put me in this position to be a manager and I just I'm not a quitter I just added it on to my resume I didn't never want to be a manager because I know me you know but mm -hmm. I stayed because Bentley believed in me and I just stuck in it but uh no uh my books is my first love that's something that I would rather do booking and touring and meeting with people and signing books and doing my little merch and um, writing documentaries or uh, making plays like Tyler Perry. He's one of my idols. Actually, I wanted to do make my books come to life on stage and give black people uh, a chance to act and sing and showcase their talents there as well on the open stage uh, theater. So that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> 
coming real soon. So um, one of the books is called Hopeless, no, Letters to a Hopeless Heart. The other mm-hmm. is called Industry Scandals. And you also have um, a variety of children's books. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you everything is out now. They can go and check it out. Children, so right now my um is in my publisher's hands. That's why I sent you a dirty draft. Okay. I call it the dirty draft. But uh my books are in my publisher. So be coming soon by October. I will be releasing everything on okay. Amazon. Okay. And audio and all that. Y'all can if shop you need me. if you need somebody to read the book, you know, I got the okay. microphone, I got the equipment, you know. <laughs> well, I got a for you, my dear. How did you like my little rough draft? What did you think? Um, I liked it. I don't want to. I don't want to tell too much about it, but I definitely um enjoyed it. I enjoyed it's a, it. Raw is hood and raw. It's, it's my life. I was not. Uh, I'm very open. You know, mm-hmm. so which is yeah. great. I I love I love that about you because our since our first conversation, it was just like me knowing you for a long time. It felt like I, you know, we pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, girl, how you doing?" <laughs> in a long time how your kids like that's that's how i felt when we got on the conversation on the the call so that's real real dope i appreciate that and you said documentaries you got some plays you got a lot of things in the works so talk a little bit about the merch like where did the merch and the magazine the magazine will be dropping the first issue in september correct yes ma'am okay talk a little bit about um how the magazine came about why you why you named it um hypnotized magazine and then um Talk a little bit about the fashion show that you will have coming up and the merchandise along with the fashion show. Okay, so first things first, the uh, merch line, well, the Hypnotic Magazine came out uh, for me and Bentley. So one night I was just, one day I was talking to Bentley and I was like, man, you know what I want to do? I want to showcase entrepreneurs and have people from my hometown and give them their flowers. I want to get back to my hometown. I don't want to just forget he was like, that'd be dope. But I was like, I do want to have hip hop artists that we worked with and, um, you know, but I want to mix it up. I still want to work with the, I feel like, um, I like people who are, uh, what do you call that? Uh, I can't get my words together right now, but I like to work with people that's like not signed yet or like mm, people indi- that- Like independent and j- like beginners, so to speak. The underdogs. Yeah. I like to pick the underdogs first because they're hungrier to me. It's just a hunger that they have. And um, I love- um, just working with people that are just under, I like to watch you transform into a butterfly, so to speak, because this is my mom right here, rest in peace. And so she's transcended it to a butterfly. And so uh, that's what I always think of when I uh, am creating brands for people or like just talking, like when I see you right now, I'm seeing a color of yellow. I don't know why. I look that up when I get off here. This is God telling me to tell you that that's crazy. But um, which is a good color. It's, it's very, uh, you know, just Pharrell check it out. has yellow, so he has Louis Vuitton as well. So I can definitely like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. I, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're very beautiful, fresh face. Thank you. So I, I see things for you too. We'll talk on the back end, though. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I told Bentley I was like going through something that day, and I told Bentley I said I want to create something for my people, you know what I'm saying? I want to get back to Milwaukee. I want to honor the underdogs, but I ha- I know people like Tia Cannon and Ray Needy and people that are talented that I feel like I ain't get enough roses. So I want to honor them in some way, but I want to put it in some literature, like make a magazine or a calendar. And he started just typing. I heard him doing something over there. 
He sent me something in five minutes. Bentley is very creative and innovative. That man, God put us together and kaboom. Here we go. Hypnotic magazine. He made my dream come to life. It's hypnotic. So I, I've been saying it. I've been saying hypnotized. No, it's, it's hypnotized. I'm sorry. I'm oh, girl, you want some... <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> Wait, isn't, that, isn't that two liquors together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a digital magazine, correct? Or is it going it's to be physical digital. copies? It's going to be digital. Shout out to 1K. Uh, he's working on my website, y'all. So please give me time. But it will be where you could purchase a hard copy if you would like to. I would like to get you in a spread as well. But um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. <laughs> So, um, so yes, so uh, we either do full or half spreads, whichever uh, they prefer, but they will be uh, able to purchase that on www.hypnoticmagazine.com and it's created. I already did it. I don't even know. Because I want to hypnotize you with our voices, with our work, with our creativity, you know, because we're all innovative. We're all creative. We all come from a place. We all have a story, a testimony. So why not shoot it out in the magazine and let people see it? Just use our voices. Mm-hmm. Let's uplift each other. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm honoring all of you guys. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> you got to honor yourself in there too. So don't, don't, you know, don't sleep on yourself. But um, what else I can like I have? Of- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What'd you say? No, I like to stay in the background sometimes because it's just be like, I be so everywhere. Like, I just be so worried about, like, my people and how I want to just put my people in places where they can be able to create or ability or a space to create creativity or have their spaces where they can be creative, you know, and just make their creative juices flow. I keep saying creative because without our minds, how are we able to create anything? Like, I could take this bottle and switch it to a square or, you know, like, I just think about like that like how can I produce my creativity yeah. and so that's what I want to do for people like us just us you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and yeah. I appreciate it and I hope <clears throat> I hope everybody around you appreciates it and uh, also the universe for sure appreciate it <clears throat> excuse me so <laughs> no. um talk a little bit about uh your fashion show that's coming up and then we're going to switch over to our top three, which is uh, three questions that I cater to the guest um, in, in not, no, no particular order. And then we're going to get up off of here. Yes, for sure. Well, Pass the Torch is coming soon, y'all. It's coming in November. Um, stay tuned. Uh, we got some major artists. When I mean major, I don't even want to tell y'all. We are honoring Lupus. Can, uh, lupus survivors uh, my mom was a lupus survivor she passed in 2019 it's a horrible disease I feel like lupus hasn't been woken up enough and it's in a black community and it's killing our brothers and sisters even men are getting it it's like a 3% percentage of men that get it like every now and then I see men who have it but it's mostly black women they're saying it's not hereditary but it is and I don't want to get too um, drop all the knowledge on it but you guys need to research and just we as black people need to check on our bodies and be conscious and not be afraid to go to the doctor and not be afraid to if something don't feel right I'm not saying every little thing but if you know something ain't right and you ain't been go to the doctor like I know we don't in our culture we don't believe in it but sometimes they do be right 
You know what I'm saying? And it's always good to get a second opinion, but don't pay attention to the signs. Do your research. You know, it's always a holistic thing. You know, you can be natural. You know, catch it before it get there, before it get too late, before it get detrimental. And so you can live longer. Health is wealth. Always try to, you know, get a good diet, exercise. All that comes into play. You know, we like to cook with heavy salt. You know, try not to use more herbs and, you know, because I'm very healthy. I jog. I, you know, I eat healthy. You know, it's just... It's in me, you know what I'm saying? So we, Black people, have to get more into that and just do our research for our family so we can live long. Uh, Black don't crack, and, you know, that's just how I feel about it. But we are honoring those uh, lupus survivors. We're going to have them run on a one-way. We're going to donate money to them, and we're looking for sponsors. If anybody know any sponsors, shoot up my way. The more the merrier. Um, Yeah, come out. We're going to have casting calls soon, y'all. So just stay tuned. Pass the torches passing the torch down from our generation to the younger generation and giving them their flowers to grow, to be creative. So right there on the stage, come out, check us out. We're going to have major uh, celebrities and networking and then after party, y'all come party with me. <laughs> oh, I like drinks. No. <laughs> uh, shout out to Mike Sims and Mac. They are the major uh, celebrity designers I'm working with. They're my business partners. They're great. I wish he would have been in here um he's hella dope he creates stuff y'all go check his stuff out it's called the mike sims collection they are my business partner those brothers are dope they've been with me once i brought them the idea they was with it and they've been using all their resources to help me so i'm so forever humble to them they are so sweet and i'm just thankful (laughs) and that's a good place to transition to our next thing which is top three so it's only one question today and then we're gonna move on to your social media and i have one final question for you and then we're gonna get up off of here so top three moments in your career top three moments good or bad it doesn't matter however you want to do it um the top three moments in my career you saying right now or just in the past it don't matter in general over overall uh, was when I was the first black owned. I felt honored to be in a state that had slavery and, you know, that fought, you know, we we know about Mississippi. I ain't going to go there. But basically that was a particular best moment that I had in um, meeting Boy Bentley and just having somebody who was in the higher ups that even just take me on at, under their wing and just believed in me. Um, also, just my support team in itself. Like I said, Mike Sims, Crystal, my sisters in here, they all know who they are. Just my whole team, just even sitting here with you, you even listening to me to be able to sit here and do this interview. I'm forever thankful for you. Thank you, Queen. And and that's it. I'm just happy. Like, I, the sky's the limit, man. Y'all stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> You're going to see some shit with us. Yeah. You understand me? So um, let's get to the la- uh, your social media and any shout outs you wanted to do in the question of the day, which is, what bothers you about the industry and what would you do to fix it or help fix it? Um, definitely it's all about crabs in a bucket, that tactic, or like sharks in a tank, like piranhas. They like if you're not careful, if you don't really get a team that's for you, you can really get caught up in some things. And people are vultures out here. They just really got their hand out. They don't want to help you. They don't answer you back. They don't, I mean, they shoot your dream down and go behind your back and go get the connection. It's so much dirt. I want to be the light in the industry. I don't want to be a dark entity. So that's why I stay because I see God got a bigger plan for me. Um, and that's why I'm here, you know. Mm. So give your so your social media and your shout outs. 
So faith management, y'all can catch me here. Faith management underscore management. Um, high uh, vibration 84 is my personal. And that's it. I don't have a Facebook right now, but y'all can catch me. Um, I'm creating my own website soon. I got a couple of things. I'm revamping everything right now. So I'm not going to shout that out right now. But def- definitely look out for Hypnotic Mac. I mean, Hypnotic Lord. Hypnotize Magazine, y'all feel me? <laughs> y'all know what it is. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to say hypnotize camp posse out this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I do appreciate you for sliding through the So Hollywood the podcast. You are welcome back anytime. Any of your artists are welcome. If you have merch, um, you know, we can always cross promote because I just feel like that's the, the it's a bigger picture. It's bigger than you and I. So um yeah. But yeah, if there's anything else you got to say, you can go ahead and say it. If not, we're going to get up out of here and um, we're going to catch catch us next time. Shouts out to my kid. God, thank you for even allowing me to sit here and be here. I'm blessed to be even be in this place. Shouts out to boy Bentley for believing in me. Crystal, all my sisters, Keita Dunn, I see you in the comments. Alter Ego, Drea, um, before one fall for show, Milwaukee. I just love everybody, man. You're my team, Mike Sims, for believing in me for past the tours. Mac, um, I could go on and on. Cino right. for even just taking me on live and just believing in me, shooting me to Bentley. You know what I'm saying? Even that last artist that ain't around no more, thank you. Because without all these people, I wouldn't be Amber Joy. I wouldn't be Faith Management. So I'm just thankful, Queen. Thanks for having me on again. And we going to connect on the back end. <laughs> yes, for sure. Make sure you guys follow So Hollywood the Podcast Instagram page. Follow me, the host, Miss Hollywood, M I S S Hollywood 313 on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Welcome to the Limelight performances are available. I also have a Spotify playlist, so check that out. Um, like, share, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, I'm trying to monetize, so I need them a thousand. I need a thousand subscribers and those watch hours. You understand me? <laughs> so go ahead and check them latest episodes out right now. Um, we're gonna get up out of here. Um, but until next time, peace up, A Town, Dizown. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>